And we're live. Welcome to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. My name is Mustafa Hosseini, your host for the show at Daily Confidence. We share tips, strategies, and actionable advice for you to boost your confidence around different areas of your business on a daily basis. As usual, we do giveaways uh, throughout the show and after the show. And for you to enter your the draw, if you like, comment, subscribe, tag a friend who could benefit from the conversation that we're having and or ask questions during the show, pop them in the chat box and uh, we'll do our best to address that. Today, I've got an amazing guest, Dan LaFay. Welcome, Dan. Thank you, Mustafa. Good to be here. Great to have you. And we're talking about how to remove distraction, stay focused and get things done better, which is uh, one of my favorite topics. I like to get things done, remove distractions. And, uh, you know, over the past year and a half with um, the pandemic, um, uh, we 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 uh, we tend to be very distracted and our attention span is very, very low. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation. How's your day going, Dan? It's going excellent. Uh, a lot of good things going on. Great, uh, great conversations today. So. Fantastic. So let me do the proper introduction with Dan, and then we're going to dive right into it. So Dan received life's second chance when he survived a severe car accident that took three lives. He struggled through brain injuries, business failures, heartbreaks, running marathons, and daily fights with fear and doubt. He is known as the seven-figure high-performance business coach because online entrepreneurs and agency owners hire him to establish self-managing businesses by upgrading their skill set, mindset, plus systems so that they can scale their business easier and faster. Welcome, Dan. Thank you, Mustafa. Great to see you. So where about are you, Dan? I am just west of Toronto, and in the heat, <laughs> got some good heat going on. Pretty today. hot there right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you nice. know, it's typically hot. We're surrounded by lakes, you know. So nice, 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 nice. Um, what's the temperature like? Is it high thirties, forties? Yeah, it's uh, it's almost thirty. So you know. All right. Convert that to Fahrenheit. You're ninety-ish. Ninety-ish. So. All right. <laughs> I'm not a Fahrenheit guy. I'm a Celsius guy. So. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty. It's been pretty hot over this. It's been a good summer so mm -hmm. far. I mean, Calgary, Alberta. So it's uh, it's been it's been good. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Dan, uh, what is your story? Well, you know, I started at least you know when I started when I was a kid. I worked in the family business. My dad was a butcher, so he opened a meat shop. You know, not not just you know, it doesn't just happen that way. But that's what he did, right? So I started off being somewhat of a you know son of an entrepreneur at a young age although he was an owner operator and literally you know we did open a couple of shops but um but you know what that was i think the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey and uh, later on i i ended up starting a student painting business right at the university they solicited us though you know they they said hey <laughs> come and start this business you're entrepreneurial and and i was even vp communications for an entrepreneurial organization at university um Anyway, uh, I just uh, I just dove right in and I started that business. Didn't really succeed that much, you know. I could I broke even more or less, but you know from there I ended up going into corporate and didn't like that. I was there maybe a year or so or whatever. And then my brother was starting a business and 
we started talking and he had built it up to maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars and I jumped on board with him and it was a construction business for wireless telecom. Ended up uh, uh, working in the field at first, sprained my thumb within the first week or so. And not, 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 not intentionally, but I, I sprained my thumb and I ended up uh, in the office and I ended up running that business with him and we took it to seven figures in a few years. But then we weren't seeing eye to eye. So I ended up getting recruited. I, I got a project management position for a $25 million project. I ended up doing real estate negotiations for another wireless telecom company. And and then I ended up doing real estate for the largest landlord in Canada and um, uh, residential landlord, but I did the commercial real estate for them. Uh, but you know what? All that was happening and I was doing well and I was making lots of progress and CFOs and so on were, you know, giving me all sorts of accolades and so on, but just wasn't working for me. And uh, so I ended up uh, taking a parental leave, which was phenomenal. I had 36 weeks <laughs> and uh, I was off on this parental leave and um, I was thinking about going back. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I going back to the commute, the, the hours, the, you know, the demands, all that, um, but you know, is that really for me? And then I ended up going back reluctantly and I, uh, I got recruited afterwards because I didn't even want to be there. I went to this other company. Uh, they paid me more and, you know, gave me a director position and all this. And But then it hit me and it actually was perfect timing. They called me in on the 90th day and said, probationary period's here and you're done. <laughs> you're fired. And it was the first time in my life, first time ever, but that kick was what I needed. That was just, you know, the kick in the butt I needed. I, uh, I basically started doing some soul searching. I'm great at, you know, saving money. So I, I didn't need to go and get another job and I wasn't willing to, but I ended up doing a bunch of soul searching. Uh, it led me to jumping into a business that I didn't really even like. It was multi-level marketing, but I did it because uh, I said a prayer and a friend of mine, you know, a friend's father answered and the next day answered that prayer. And I went on a six month journey of trying to figure that out. But then a good friend of mine gave me Augmentino's work, the 10 scrolls, I ended up studying and reading those scrolls every single day. That led me to learning about Augmentino. That led me to look up Dave Blanchard, who's the CEO of Augmentino Corporation. And I was flying into Salt Lake City to go to an event in Provo, Utah. I ended up finding out where Dave Blanchard lived. He's in, uh, he's, he's around Salt Lake City. I ended up emailing him and said, can we have a coffee? And uh, he said, well, uh, when do you fly in and out? And I told him and he said, come and stay at my house. <laughs> all right uh and then that was where the coaching seed was planted at the end of that evening he said we said a few things and i, I asked him you know show me where you work and do your magic in your office and and we talked and he said you know dan i think you'd make a great coach and uh so i went home with that thought in my mind and then a friend of mine was studying bob proctor stuff i bought all of his courses and then she said next time she says well why don't you talk to his team and then i get on the phone with his team and within 20 minutes, he says, well, let's get Bob on the phone. I'm like, I don't know who Bob Proctor is. So sure, you know, why not? And uh, so that evening, I remember I went to a meeting for that multi-level marketing company. And then soon after I was on a call with Bob and he sold me on becoming a coach. He said, you know what, you, you know, the impact you can have and things you can do, you can teach. I was studying Wayne Dyer, Deepak Trapp. I studied all these great leaders yep. through their books, but then I was being given an opportunity to get coached by one of the guest, best guys. I found out he was, <laughs> you know, Bob Proctor is pretty big. And one of the best guys teaches program, 
And so I said, yes, but then I, I did that for a few years. And then I started learning my own things, set up my own system, my own, wrote my own book, co-authored books with Jack Canfield, Dennis Waitley and Deepak Chopra. And, and I just kept stepping forward and saying, yes, 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 yes. And, and today I have my own programs, my own systems, my own coaching and uh, clients all over the world. And uh, so, so that's, that's been my journey, but it, it was all about saying yes. I said yes, almost everything, uh, you know, <clears throat> it felt scary. <laughs> Love it. Love it. We have some things in common here. Um, I, I started a painting company when I was in school and it didn't last long. Uh, we, uh, yeah, it, we, we, we basically got wiped out with the crash of 2008 when I was going to school. Mm -hmm. And um, I was actually listening to Bob Proctor this morning, this very morning as I was driving around. I, I love him. Uh, he is, uh, uh, he's really good. I love the stuff that he, he he his personality and what he's done, and I I think we we both read most of the stuff, all the greats and all the leaders out there. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 an amazing teacher. Uh, I grasped everything I could. Hung out with him. Went to his house. Uh, you know, had had all sorts of great interactions with him. But uh, to um, Bob Proctor's house? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Out he's in Toronto. Yeah, he's not he's not too far away. So well, that was one of the first things he said. He said, "Get started, learn my system, get certified, and come and see me in a few months." And so we did that. My wife and I went over, and we had three hours in his backyard, sipping tea and taking lots of notes. <laughs> so, he's a great guy. He, I, I just yeah. love his energy. The guy's like, is he eighty-seven now? Somewhere there, yeah, somewhere <laughs> there. And he's like, he 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 has more energy than a lot of twenty-year-olds that I know. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it. Actually, this morning I saw, I saw him speak for like a good hour on uh, YouTube, and um, I follow him. He's a good guy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so that that's amazing. So, uh, what do you do now, and who do you serve? My business is coaching, so I do business coaching, and I serve entrepreneurs that are scaling to seven million or more, seven plus figures. So they have existing businesses. They ha it's profitable. They have a small team of people. And they need to make some changes to scale. So they're doing roughly around half a million dollars. They've tried lots of things. They've struggled. They're not coming to me. I'm not the first person to help them. I, I, I just can't be. I, I know that if they came to me and I started giving them the, the tasks they had to do, they would probably say, no, I'm not, not ready for that. They need to have struggled, hit bottlenecks, and just you know really frustrated. Huge frustration, high motivation, and they want to scale because they want something more. They, they typically want more freedom and they just don't know what to do to get it. They, they're operating their business. They just don't realize. <laughs> and uh, interesting. they're stuck in that, that cycle of operating and micromanaging and watching over people and making sure everything is done right uh, without getting the right team. And if, until they get a self-managing team, they will not be able to carve out time for themselves, for their family, and it'll be this 12 to 16 hour cycle of working every day and it's exhausting. Absolutely. Is there any specific industry that you like you prefer to work with? Well, it's online entrepreneurs. Um, they're they're more like I'm I'm well versed in that. I've studied a lot of marketing and, and online business. So I understand that intimately and also digital agency owners. And I didn't even choose that group really it just I, I looked historically back at who i was serving and i was like well there's a lot of agency owners in my in my environment and uh you know and and people that are super action oriented really really work well so the industry is 
agency owners and entrepreneur uh, online entrepreneurs, uh, but also people that are really action oriented. And I, I call, you know, if there's people that are categorized as fire signs, Sagittarius, Aries and Leos, just historically, they are super action oriented. I don't have to push them. I can give them the guidance. They take the steps We climb the mountain together and they get the results they want. Love it. So online entre entrepreneurs, digital agency owners, and that, that the people that are just ma mainly working online. <laughs> That's right. Um, what do you find is the biggest uh, problem for entrepreneurs when they're trying to gain momentum in their business? What are some of the issues they're experiencing? Well, there's tons of distractions and that's so that's what we're talking about today, avoiding that because here's the thing, there's three parts and you talk about the confidence, right? So before we gain confidence, what do we do? Well, we, we take a lot of action. So that's, that's, uh, you know, you have to, you have to basically um, take tons of action, test, try things, right? So, um, you know, so that's, the, that's the first step that you have to do. I mean, the confidence is eventually going to build into courage. And so there's these three steps. So uh, comprehension is what we need. So we need to, we need to take a lot of action, try things, test things, be bold, be brave. Right. And so how can you do that if you're distracted all the time? And guess what? We know through research that people are uh, distracted most of the time. In fact, we're mostly habitual, like about 90% habit now. So if you think about 10% of your day and not all in one chunk, so not a few hours, usually it's little bits here and there of time. So unless you can get inside of that gap and I call it the habit gap and do some actions, take do some creativity, do something that's going to move your business forward, then it's nothing but habits and distraction. So what do people do when they have free time? Pick up the phone. <laughs> this thing's right. got to have something in it that's going to keep me motivated and, and excited and get my dopamine going, you know? So that's, that's unfortunately where people go. Um, but if you can just program things into that time where you can do some learning or, you know, do some, do something that's advantageous for your business. Yeah. That's not just the busyness because that's what people do. They just keep busy, 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 busy. And if you ask them, Hey, how's your life? Oh, crazy busy. Well, why? You know, it doesn't have to be. How about blocking off chunks of time for yourself? You know, early in the morning is really, really good. Morning routine, I wouldn't trade that for anything. And and anybody who has one knows the value of that. Because if you're going to take some heat during the day, you might as well start it by applying it to yourself in the morning. <laughs> Get some right. exercise, something in, you know. So Good. So just to recap, what would you say are the biggest um, problems when, when it comes to, to the momentum? The free time that they don't manage well, and then well it's it's again it's it's distraction there's so much that is distracting us okay uh, fortunately i've i learned that early on so if my phone does anything right now it'll be a phone call or text message and that's it so if it's oh. urgent mm -hmm. that's how i that's how i get notified otherwise every other notification pop up everything shut off like off 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 and people know how to reach right. me. My voice message says, I check messages a couple times a day, but if this is urgent, text me. <laughs> then they have to decide how urgent is that matter, right? Absolutely. They, you know, so, so it's just removing that little bit of distraction. That, that can, like every client I work with, they get back time right away, like an hour a day or two hours or 10 hours a week. And like right away, they, we find time because Time is our greatest commodity. So what are we doing with it? You know, how are we using it? 
And, you know, we only control what, you know, comes between birth and death. So, you know, what what are we doing with that? And distraction is there all the time. There's going to be lots of things. I mean, if you have family like you and I do, you know, right? Things come up or they ask you something or can you open this jar of sauce or something? You know, all sorts of little distractions. And if you start adding up that time, it can become pretty big. And, And then you realize, hey, my time's just being poured out everywhere. I don't really have any time where I do things that are constructive for my business, the business building aspect, the business development, because nobody can grow a business unless they do the development. Absolutely. If they're caught, if they're caught in the, uh, the, the, the cycle of operating it, that's, that's an owner operator. That's not an entrepreneur. There's, there's a, a great distinction. Do, do you feel that over the, since the pandemic has started, people's distraction levels have gone up? Yes, and I'll explain why. Uh, and again, I'll explain the brain science behind it. So when this situation hit, everybody sort of went into shock mode. I mean, I went yeah. to Costco and I basically lined up for hours trying to get food. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, everybody went into this, this you know, me first mentality. Yeah. Like everybody, go shop and get food, stock up. You know, we don't know how long this is going to last. Papers. <laughs> toilet papers. Toilet yeah. Stay clean, toilet paper. You know, like that was that was really hilarious at, at one point. But here's the thing. Everybody went into what's, what's called survival mode. So they went into their survival instinct, which yeah. is me first. I go, I, you know, I'll jump out in front of you on the road in my car. Why? Because me first. You know, I'll, I'll butt in front of you in line, me first. It's, it's just people went into that that state yeah. and it's normal. It's, it's just natural and normal for us to do that. So they went into that state and then they also, um, you know, started, started, you know, feeding themselves information, trying to look for solutions and so on. But here's, here's the real key. Everybody got really emotional. So as emotions were getting bigger and more challenging, yeah. intelligence goes down, down. emotions up, intelligence down. So guess what? Now it's like, you know, what am I going to do? What do I, you know, I, I've all, I, I'm not going to an office anymore. I, or I'm not leaving my house and meeting people. And I don't have all these other distractions. I have all this extra time. So what do I do? I fill it with something, you know? So what do they fill it with? Entertainment. Well, what's the easiest entertainment out there? It's a device full of information or it's the refrigerator in the pantry. Right. So, you know, so everybody got distracted with those things. And then you hear things like the COVID-15. I'm like, what's that? Right. Because I don't get it. I'm like, I I was like, I fast, you know, I fast from morning to to tonight. So between evening and breakfast, like I I have no clue what that 15, you know, I thought maybe are they taking off 15 pounds? Maybe they're not eating. But no, it was putting on 15 pounds. And I just couldn't relate to it. I was just like, you know what? What do we need that for? But oh, that's yeah. what, that was going on. Emotions went really sky high. Intelligence went down. Distraction, boom, front and center. Devices, entertainment, food, all those things, right? And just and people just totally got gobbled up into that. And you can see it now. And they're all outside trying to run it off now. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are your couple of maybe a couple of your go-to tips to reduce distractions these days? Because I find myself that my own attention span is severely down. Like I find myself jumping around too much because I've been in front of a computer for way too long. 
And um, what are your um, some tips for that the listeners or people that are watching could take and start applying today to reduce distractions? Mm -hmm. Well, first thing everybody should do is do what I was saying earlier, which is shut off all those notifications. Like shut off the, all the notifications and then write down one or two that you actually need to pay attention to. Things mm -hmm. that are critical to your life and your business. Some people it might be email because they need to see when things come in and it's timely. It, you know, there's 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 a, a time frame that they need to respond by or something. You know, if it's somebody saying, "Hey, I'd like to have a chat with you," and you respond next day, they might be saying, "Oh, I found somebody else." So, you know, but uh, first of all, get all that turned off. Turn it off, and then figure out what are the one or two things are that are essentials to leave on and that's it yeah the other thing is to plan your day in advance not okay. just and not just you know like a to-do list like a long laundry list no yep. just three things three things that are going to move your business forward they could be income driven they could be impact or influence driven those are the three categories that you can assess based on your business where you are. If you need to generate income, then make sure those actions are going to lead to you earning income. And also, you should have something in there for your health and well-being. So three things that you will do, up to three, that you will do for yourself, for your health and well-being, and then for your relationships, whether it's family or friends or whatever it might be. So you have that social aspect. Just three things per day, but do them the night before. And the reason being is because, not because you know, you'll hit the ground running, but that's that's one reason. The other reason is as you sleep, your, your conscious mind shuts off, subconscious yeah. mind turns on. Now it has something to marinate and percolate on. <laughs> Otherwise it's, go it's going to take whatever the day's activities were and just put, it, put that into a dream and, and spew something out, uh, a movie in your mind. So the day before, plan it, set those objectives. And, and I'm going to give a tool, which we've talked about, and I'm going to give a tool which will help you do that. Because if you yep. don't corner yourself and do those things, guess what? Distraction creeps in, you don't get things done, you don't develop the confidence and then the, the courage and your life in the business just stays the same. Um, so, Absolutely. Yeah, so, so that's, I think the, the critical things, plan it, but then do a morning review of what your intentions are. And even if you're open to it, speak out loud what you want in terms of those attention intentions just talk about what you want for the day yeah for your day and it could be let's say i'm writing a book say okay i'm gonna sit down today i got a block of time at 1 p.m i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna do the writing of my book it's gonna be clear and crisp my mind's gonna be fresh and alert and i'm gonna get that done and it's gonna be awesome i'm going to write you know maybe a thousand words or more and i'm i'm gonna wrap it up at two and i'll be done boom you program your mind for the potential. And you go and do it and get it done. All right. So let me do a recap on what we just explained. Uh, first of all, turn off the push notification on your phone because that's the number one distraction. What I do personally is actually put my phone on silent. So when I'm working, because it's always dinging and making noise and, you know, pop-ups and all that, that's a very big distraction. Uh, what, I, what I also loved about uh, you mentioned that we should plan for the day coming the night before and going to sleep with those three things in mind. It's like, uh, uh, again, as you mentioned, our, our brain working on it overnight. So when we get up in the morning, we know what we want. And the fact that we know what we want gives us that confidence because confidence is uh, uh comes with a part of uh what am i trying to say here knowing what we want to do 
gives us confidence. It's the lack of knowing what we what we want to do or what we need to do that, that cuts down our confidence because we're in no man's land, basically, right? So I, I really love that advice of reduce the distraction of your phone by turning off your notifications and then plan the night before and have your mind work on it while you sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, well, can you touch quickly on, uh, some people think our brain doesn't work when we're sleeping. And so can you give us the little rundown on how that works? Well, let's just qualify that for a second. So if it wasn't working, we would die. <laughs> so so basically all of our automatic systems, our breathing, our eyes blinking, our digestion, all that stuff is all done by the hard drive in our mind, which is known yeah. as the subconscious mind. It's exactly. running, it, it's a hard drive. It's, it's like a huge engine room and information system. It's running everything. And so it, it's always running. And in fact, Research has shown that 96 to 98% of our results, behaviors, and actions are originated in that part of our mind, in that hard drive. Everything else is conscious, which is based on what we're seeing. It's based on our senses. So uh, so here, here's what happens at night, though. What happens is we go unconscious. So our conscious mind basically shuts off. So the noise is not there anymore, thank God. <laughs> so then our subconscious mind can do the work. It can it can rejuvenate us, or we might have a dream that's the, you know that's kind of a fantasy or something that gives us some insight or something valuable bit of information. I, I think dreams are always providing us information. So, and I remember all of them. You just have to train yourself to wake up and and refresh your mind. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not that hard. I mean, at first it was, it was a question of waking up and then, and then something would be there. It's just lingering and you, and you have to do, you just say to yourself, remember, remember, you close your eyes, remember, 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 and just say those words. And then that dream will pop in and you replay it. Sometimes you write it down. You're like, what was that all about? What, what did I need to know that for? And ask some questions around it. Um, so yeah, definitely our subconscious mind. I mean, it is hard, hard drive. You know, we wouldn't run our computer on RAM memory, yet we try to run our lives on it. <laughs> so, so, but our hard drive is really running the show. It's all of our beliefs, our habits, our experiences, all yep. those things all balled into one. It has power, but no direction. So that's why when you give it direction at night, it can it do something out. in the morning. You get, you, you hit the ground. Sometimes you wake up. Sometimes I wake up at three or four and I'm like, man, my mind's buzzing and, and whatever that thing was, needs to be poured out someplace. So I put it down, I record it or, you know, just speak it or record it, put it in text or write it down. And then I get to it the next day. And, love it. Uh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, what, what, what about time management? I mean, a lot of us over the past year and a half, I mean, we were, we were poor time managers to begin with. And then the pandemic hit us. And now, we are dealing with stress. We're dealing with staying at home. I mean, it's slowly getting back to normal, but it's still, I mean, I mean we're still in the pandemic hmm. and, and not seeing our people, not doing the normal life. And I don't think we're doing a great job of managing our time with uh, uh, business owners. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that we're doing with respect to time management for business owners, maybe specifically. Well, I, I don't think we're. I don't think most business owners are using it objectively. They're not thinking broadly about you know what 
what do I need to accomplish and by when and and then having a plan and 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 tracking their actions. I don't think anybody does that hardly. There's probably a tiny percentage of people that do. Uh, so basically, you know, nobody's treating time like a commodity. Like, I mean, if we did, we would, we would really be, you know, concerned about somebody knocking on our door that if we go answer it, they're going to take up five minutes of our time trying to explain something that we don't even need. So don't even, don't answer. <laughs> right? don't, like that's just time wasted. So, you know, I mean, if you think about it, if somebody's watching two hours of television every single evening, five days a week, let's say, that's 10 hours yep. of time that could be used for something else. I had a client like that and she's like, well, I don't have any spare time. And I said, well, what do you do with your, what do you do in, in the evening? Two hours of TV. I'm like, well, that's 10 hours a week. Can you cut that out? Is it valuable? What are you learning? Is there any education in that? <laughs> no, it's just pure entertainment. And I said, well, do you need it? No. Okay. There's 10 hours. We got just right away. Boom. And uh, so, you know, the management of time, I mean, we don't manage time per se, we manage our actions. So it's a question of what actions are we going to take that are going to produce the results that we're looking for. And it's very clear when we take actions that are frustrating and aggravating and don't produce the kind of results that we're looking for. And we know it, you know, I had one client that was devoting 10%, she had 10% of her revenue coming in that was taking up probably 80% of her time in her business. And right away, I just said, okay, well, can you drop that off? Because as soon as you drop that, you can make more space for the types of clients you want and income and, and the frustration just disappears. Yes. Like, well, let's get rid of it. Dump it. You know, it's like, it, you know, so people don't think like, like in terms of time being a commodity and our actions compounding. Like those are Absolutely. two counterintuitive ways of thinking. You know, our thoughts are compounding, our actions are compounding. So if every day we wrote for 15 minutes, you could theoretically have an ebook, a 10 to 15,000 page or, or a word ebook, not page, 10 to 15,000 word ebook um, in a matter of months or weeks just by writing incrementally. We don't realize the value of those tiny little actions. We think that we need to sit down and really pour, you know, our whole weekend and crash course and oh yeah have the stars aligned perfect weather my cup of coffee sitting by the beach to breathe from the ocean coming in and that's the perfect moment where i start writing yeah. and that just never happens yeah. and if you're on the beach somebody goes by and does something and you get you know they're kite surfing oh that's cool and then you're distracted and you're off on that tangent maybe i can go talk I to them about <laughs> i have to wait for a moment of silence again for another six months <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so it's, it's about limiting and constricting. That's what it is, you know, and it's not, right. it's not about making your life difficult or, or it's just about limiting and constricting so that you give yourself no way out. So that if you say, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to write this book or I'm going to create this program, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to give it some focused attention over a certain period of time and measure that each and every week and look at the evidence. I mean, here's the, the thing. If we take, if we set our objectives, take action, look for evidence, guess what? We'll end up feeling good because we took action and we got some things done. Yeah. We're not going to beat ourselves up. We'll see it like it's li literally there in front of us. So we will see the results. And when we see the results, we feel good. Guess what? That's this thought 
you know, good feelings are just thoughts moving through our bodies. We're like, oh, that was really good. I got uh, I got a thousand words done. Uh, amazing. I, you know, I'm I'm one tenth of the way there. You know, boom, right? And if you have accountability built in, even better because somebody else is going to pat your back even more so than you would because we just don't do that very well for ourselves. Absolutely. I, I love a few points that you mentioned there. One was the daily incremental action of say a hundred words a day. Is that what you mentioned or a thousand words? Oh, I don't know. A thousand words sounds like uh, even if you do a hundred words a day, I mean the daily incremental actions like over time, it adds up. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, I, it, my, my example is my, my kid is five years old and I give him $10 a week. Mm -hmm. Right. It adds up really quick. The kid shows up one day and he has like a couple of hundred dollars in his jar. And he's like, dad, I'm going to buy a bicycle with this. I'm like, wow, that added up really quick. And it's only 10 bucks a week. And we, we don't really uh, give enough credit to, or we think it's too small. But when we do it consistently, like you said, on a daily basis, a small amount, over a span of a month or two, like we have a book. It compounds. Right? That's the whole Absolutely. thing. It compounds. And people don't realize the value of compounded effort, mm -hmm. compounded actions. Yep. You know, and compounded thoughts, even deeper, right? Our thoughts will compound. Like I, I use this as an example, which you, let's say you, you, you're talking with your wife and you're like, hey, let's go for dinner, right? And it's the beginning of the week, but you're going to go on, you're going on the weekend. So you start talking about, uh, well, you know, this is the way I approach it. I say, well, where don't you want to go? What food don't you want? I always do the process of elimination. <laughs> so, you know, so you ask the question of what don't you want? And then you start narrowing that down. You figure out what it is. And then, you know, at least for uh, the woman, more so than the man, she's probably going to think what I want to wear and how I'm going to do my hair and all this kind of stuff. And the kids need a babysitter or whatever. All these kinds of thoughts start coming in. Those are compounded thoughts. Eventually, you end up at the restaurant. The child is with the babysitter and you're enjoying yourself and you got the result you wanted. But those were thoughts compounded. We don't think of everything like that, but it's exactly that way. We need to put the attention into the thoughts that we want, and then they will compound. It's our great, it's, I think thoughts are our greatest currency besides time, you know, I think, well, we don't control time, but you know, our greatest currency to manage time is to manage our thoughts. Love it. Can you expand on that more? Tell us what you mean. Certainly. Well, again, I, I'm, you know, the topic here is that thoughts compound and it's, it's a currency. It's an investment. So no matter what, we can always connect the dots looking backwards in our lives. And so if we could connect the points of, you know, let's say the biggest milestones, we'll realize that the thoughts, the meetings, the conversations, the bits of information, the courses have all led up to that. We can't argue with that, right? So ultimately, everything starts with a thought. You know, like if you're sitting on a chair, somebody in the woods one day was like, hey, we should turn that stump into something a little bit cleaner and, and more versatile. It's pretty heavy to carry around, right? So that's where it starts. Everything starts with a thought. So why don't we manage our thoughts better and focus them in on what we want? Hmm. And and, and when we do that, then we'll look back at how they compounded and added up to the results that we got. I mean, if we got a bad result, then we should look back to the, you know, to the 
things we were doing and our thoughts that we're having and and the kinds of things we were saying um you know if we can tune into that then we can realize how powerful our thoughts are and they are they are value most valuable currency i mean it's written everywhere you know thoughts become things um there's a lot of sayings out there that you know emerson and the bible and all all these places you know that thoughts become things you know and when we get more control over that man life can really look a lot better <laughs> and things can get a lot better absolutely speaking of staying focused um which is i think a big problem always what are some of the myth around staying focused and what are some of the mistakes that business owners are making about and around staying focused? Well, you know what? Here's here's where the problem originates. And unfortunately, this and this is not an indictment against the school system. It's just that it's not taught in school. The teacher says, face front, pay attention. And you're like, uh, yeah, okay. I, I better be obedient. Otherwise, I'm going to be humiliated. But it's not taught how to focus. So then, and then what do you go out in your life and you're doing things and, you know, that's why the water cooler joke is so uh, potent, so so uh, uh, so meaningful because people hang around the water cooler talking and wasting time and, right, and they're, you know, they're not focused, right? They're bored, so what happens? So, so that's the core thing. Boredom is the, uh, is the antithesis to focus. People get bored. Why? Challenge is too high or challenge is too low. That's usually what it is, right? It's like, oh, this is really difficult. Okay. Uh, Got to be something in the pantry that'll, you know, solve that <laughs> taste buds, right? I can eat my emotions. I can eat my problem away, right? And then I don't have to focus on this thing that I don't know how to do. So that's when the challenge is too high. When the challenge is too low, you're like, oh my God, accounting, if I have to sit here anymore and type these numbers in or whatever, or look at this stuff and these spreadsheets, I'm going to tear my hair out. Again, challenge too low, boredom kicks in, focus is gone, boom, off on a distraction path that you may not come back on. It's like, whoa, how many hours was that on Tony Robbins videos, right? <laughs> right. You know, three hours, yeah. boom, gone, can't get it back, right? Focus is Absolutely. lost. Absolutely. Good stuff. Um, uh, Dan, can you tell us about your gift, uh, the um, productivity system? Absolutely. Well, this focused productivity system, I will give full credit to the folks that wrote the book, The 12-Week Year. I studied that book. I read it 30 times and really went deep on it. Did you really and read it 30 times? Absolutely. Um, I'm, wow. I'm in a, there's a, there's somebody who lives in your area. He and I have been reading like this. We read a book like this by studying it and reading a chapter every month, the same one for the 30 days. And we study books like this, we've been doing for 10 years now. And um, so we're nonstop, we're unstoppable. Uh, on the 31st day, we do a review of the book and summarize that on Zoom and share that out uh, with our folks. But yeah, we, we read it 30 times. And see, because this is an information center, we're, we're putting this information in about 12 week year and be focused and productive and all this. So we're putting it in, putting it in, putting it in, putting it in. We could put it in, guess what? I started wondering, well, I, I, I need to apply this. You know, it's too good to not. So I went looking around. I found a sample that somebody had created based on what they learned in the book. I took it. I created a mastermind with somebody else. They improved it. I joined and then I moved into another mastermind and they improved it. And then it kept getting improved, improved, improved all the way along until now we have a nice big dashboard 
uh, and a, you know we can see performance. You can see where your health and well-being is versus your your relationships versus your business, and or your career. And so it's it's a system that I call a distraction removal machine, and it is also a procrastination killer. It yeah, because you don't. Here's the thing, we know through science and psychology that people hate humiliation. They they don't want to be humiliated. It's 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 almost as big as fear, right? you know, or fear of death, right? It's it's there. So guess what? This system has accountability built built in. So you set your intentions, you choose the actions that you're going to going to take, only actions that you control, because anything else can't be done 100%. So it has to be 100% owned by you. And those are the actions that you're going to take. They're specific to a date and time. And as long as you took them, you can mark them done. And then every week, you have that accountability call. And you have to show up and discuss why certain things weren't done. And then that's where the evidence is. So if Tony Robbins messed somebody up and they went and watched a bunch of his videos, they're going to put that in, in their notes. That's going to be a comment. Got distracted. Watched Tony Robbins videos. Didn't do my task. Okay, good. So then now we know what's breaking down, what's not working. So then we can fix it. Okay, so what got you on Tony Robbins videos? Well, I went off on uh, Facebook and then I saw something. Okay, well, great. Now, now we know what to do. Facebook is off permanently unless you need to go on there and share something <laughs> right you know so there's there's fixes you can have fixes so this system is all about cornering yourself cornering yourself and doing specific actions over a week measuring performance looking for evidence finding the breakdowns having accountability built in somebody who will tell you the truth i mean the truth is is really powerful but it, it's painful at first <laughs> but uh and it, and it will piss you off <laughs> but, but once you know the truth about what you're doing and your actions and you can see your performance then you can make some little course corrections so we need that because if you look at let's say um you know any athlete you know olympic athlete michael phelps you know we can see his stats right we could look at all the history of his stats and in fact he won those gold medals in practice, he just had to show up and do the same thing at a competition. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So, so it was all about the practice, 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 practice. But we can see all the stats for his practice. We can see all the stats of his competitions, and we can see all the stats that led him to the gold medals. We can. Is look there at public all information? Um, well, I'm not. I don't know. But I'm just saying, if let's say I've had access to it, I know his coach or something. If I knew his coach, yeah. then I can see that. Right. So. Let's say we had all that data. We can definitely connect the dots. We can see, well, it's no wonder. <laughs> like there's no question. Unless this guy went, you know, on a drinking binge and, and became an alcoholic, you know, he couldn't have screwed up his career, right? So all that tells the truth, right? No stats, no results. We don't, you know, this. we need to measure our performance and see what we're doing. Otherwise, we lie to ourselves. We're really good at that because, you know, we, we don't want to own up to things, you know, People who go to weight loss. I've had people that owned weight loss clinics and they said, you know, the person would look themselves in the mirror and say, well, not so bad, you know, only 75 pounds <laughs> extra, you know, could have been, could be worse, <laughs> you know, or it was worse before or whatever. Uh, so, you know, this is a, this is a, a lie detector. It's a, a way to tell the truth and get things done and measure performance. Uh, I'll, ju I'll just add to this. I, I'm not just 
you know, putting this out there and saying, hey, try it. It's been used. I've seen clients go from 12 to 16 hours a day, working six days a week to three hours a day and bored, <laughs> not no, knowing what to do. Right. And then that's where the, that's the opportunity for business development right there. But 12 to 16 hours, there was a lot of other things done in there, though, team building and and setting up systems and and standards for her team and herself. And so, but that, you know, once we did all that work, plus use the system, she ended up going down to three hours and a little bit bored. And I've seen other people go from a few thousand dollars a month in income to $25,000 in a short, in about six months, which seems like it's really a stretch, but guess what? Everything was dialed in. Everything, the focus, the clarity, the actions, measuring performance, owning up to their actions or inactions and making little course corrections. I mean, if you think about it, if you set up conditions that are going to help you get the results, you set yourself up to win. You can't lose. Like that's, you know, it's either play to win or, or play not to lose, right? Not using the system, I think, is playing not to lose. And when you play not to lose, you, you stand a chance of losing because you're kind of on the fence. Uh, but when you play, um, play to win, right? then it's all about what are you going to do? What actions are you taking? Own up to your inactions or inadequacies and make little adjustments. And as you make those little course corrections, then you become a better version of yourself and you end up living a better life. You feel good about it. You tell people about it and it ends up becoming your new narrative, which is ultimately what you need. You need a new narrative for your life. Otherwise, what do you do? You compare yourself against your, your yeah. self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, if you're watching or listening to get Dan's gift of focus productivity system, go to lefaycoaching.com forward slash focus day. And I'm going to spell it out. Lefay coaching is L-E-F-A-V as in vector, ecoaching.com forward slash focus days with an S at the end. So L-E-F-A-V-E coaching.com forward slash focus days and just imagine yeah. turning distraction into discipline like you know turning distraction into discipline focus that's what the system does if you're willing to do the work love it now gang if you want a working effective system that will help you achieve what you would normally achieve in a year and you want to do it in three months go to this focus productivity system download dan's uh uh, gift here, get access to it, reach out to Dan. And he obviously knows what he's doing. I mean, if once you read a book and read a system and study for 30 times, I'm guessing you would know what you're doing. I mean, people glance at something and they, they think they know it and they start claiming all sorts of things. But once you read a system and study for 30 times, you, you would know it all inside out. So my suggestion, download the focus productivity system and uh, go on the fake coaching.com forward slash focus days. So Dan, uh, can I ask you some personal questions? Go ahead. What's one new thing that you tried recently? One new thing. It wouldn't be fasting because I've been doing that for a while now. Um, oh, um, I guess you could say this is new. So I'm a big fan of consistent and persistent practice. So uh -huh. I like, you know, I just, I think differently, I think, from the average person. So 
um, I decided that I wanted to build my muscles in my body in a certain way. So I started doing some research. And, uh, and, and you know what? Prior to that, I was doing push-ups anyway. And I just do a push-up for every time, every lap I went around the sun, you know, every year I've been alive. And so that's just, I just make it a little objective that way. But um, lately I decided to implement you know, what this guy, you know, this guy's cut that was on his video on this YouTube. <laughs> I said, okay, I'm going to do what he's doing. Right. And then he, you know, he gives us these exercises, which are pretty challenging. Right. And, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't add on any more to what I'm doing, but I'm just doing them differently. And so I'm definitely feeling it now. Like when I do his, you know, I, I basically do the two parts that he shared with respect to push ups, And then I do my own. And then when I get to do my own, I'm like, Oh my God, last one <laughs> so you know so that's the way i am like so so my morning ritual is very dialed in like i get up and i do a meditation i go for a walk in nature i do, i get on a spin bike and so everything so this is all very dialed in but yeah i just started doing this recently and i'm all about stretching myself because i know that if i can take the heat and do things physically I sure as heck can take the heat when I do things mentally or emotionally in the world much better. That's just the way I approach it. So yeah. I will push myself physically in these instances. And um, so so that's that's something that I've been doing uh, lately that's new. And uh, I, I definitely, um, when you feel it, you, you know it, right? Your muscles are saying. Got it. Fantastic. <laughs> now, what are your top two or three favorite books that have made a massive different year, difference in your life or business? Okay, well, I'm gonna to go to three because there are so many, but I'm going to name some that people might not even recognize. But when you hear the kinds of people that have read them, like Michael Phelps read The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. That was one of the Bob Proctor's highly recommended books. So The Power of Your Subconscious Mind, Dr. Joseph Murphy. The last Olympics Phelps went to was you know, based on that. Uh, there's also Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Uh, that book wasn't published until 2011. He wrote it in the 1930s. The whole family feared putting that book out because they thought they were going to get slaughtered by the government or the school system or the religious factions, <laughs> right? So there's that one. And then another one is called Working with the Law by Raymond Hollywell. That's all about working with universal laws, not gravity and so on, not the typical ones, reciprocity, compensation, things that are intangible that we don't think about too much. So those are, and those books, I've read them all 30 times. So I know them intimately. And um, so, you know, but that I would say those are the top three. So I have listened to a lot of Joseph Morphy's um, uh, tapes and I've uh, listened to it actually recently fairly on YouTube. The guy is pure gold. You've got to check this out. Outwitting the Devil, great book. I think I started by him and finished. But get this, Working with the Law is a book that I have read most. I've probably read it seven, eight, or nine times. And it's the one book that I have gifted the most with Raymond Hollywell. And I've got the, the uh, suggestion from Bob Proctor. Yeah, these are, um, these are short books. Those are uh, the power of a subconscious mind and working with law. Very short books, but super. Oh super my god! Powerful. Beautiful books. Yeah, like highlight, take notes. Don't just flip through it. Don't scan yeah. it. Oh, study yeah. it. Yeah, study. Like 
there are two books that I've read that I have that I've got high on the information that I was reading. Mm -hmm. Working with the law was one of them. When I was reading it, I was like, ah, this is so good. I want to fly. You know, it, it's amazing. And I've read it multiple times. Yeah. Obviously, not as much as you. It seems like it. But it's like one of those books where reading it once is just, just doesn't do the justice to. We mm -hmm. need to, like, digest it. We need to discuss it, like, you know, and the rest of it. Amazing. Love it. Love it. But the suggestions were... Power of Subconscious Mind with uh, Joseph Morphy, Outwitting the Devil with Napoleon Hill, and Working with the Law with uh, Raymond Hollowell. So, next question. If you had an, a, a digital ad, like on Facebook or Google, where you had a message for people of Earth and everyone could see your message online or your ad online, what would your message be? Hmm. That's a good question. Um. Well, as much as I think that time and thoughts matter, I, I think it would be um, conscious awareness. Just, you know, the, the message would be about developing greater conscious awareness only because we have so much power. We have so much power in our mind. We're living two lives, the one that we're living and the one we're capable of living. Most people aren't focusing on the one they're capable of living so much, though, because they just look at their past and reflect on that. But I think if we just had a, a slight bit of conscious awareness and you know become alert and aware of what we're doing our environment around us because i think life isn't happening to us i think it's responding to us and we should look at the responses we're getting if we don't like those responses well heck we, we got to go back in here and rearrange this re, yeah rearrange the mental furniture because it's not quite aligned right there's something out of order uh, and most people don't operate you know or update their operating system they don't and, and that's where conscious awareness, doing some learning, just dialing a little bit in and seeing the power and potential of this thing. I mean, if it's 96, 98 percent of our results, behaviors and actions, heck, let's let's give it a little more time and attention. Right. It doesn't, doesn't take much. Absolutely. All right. So what's one advice that made a massive change in your life or business? One piece of advice. Um, yeah. Let me think about that just for a second. Um, and I guess it could be from a book or it could be from anybody or anything, right? So yeah. Um, well, I think one of the one of the things uh, that I, I received from a friend was, and, and this is somebody that, you know, obviously, not obviously, but somebody who understands how the mind works and affirmations and repetition and so on, but is to really focus on what you want. Like not just kind of carelessly like oh i hope so or something not not you know not just wondering and guessing but it's focusing on what you want and if you want to take that a level deeper like i was saying earlier talk about what you want like speak it out loud you might as well look at your your list for the day of the things you want and let's say if even if it involves somebody else and i i do this it's a, it's a practice i just say hey lacy i sent you that message you got the information I want an email response back from you today, letting me know what you want to do as the next step. That's that's a want, right? Clear. And then if I have something for myself, it could be, okay, today we're going to sit down. We have that block of time, one o'clock. We're going to be working on this program and we're going to dial in and take these three steps that we've carved out here. And that's it. Very clear, talking it out because we're talking to ourselves anyway. We might as well just say it out loud so we can hear ourselves. <laughs> love it you know? love it now real quick if i have no clue what i want 
what's the fastest way to get to know and understand and become aware of what I want? Process of elimination. Start writing down the things you don't want. I, I know it's, it's, you know, so start start thinking about the things, you know, what don't I like? What, what uh -huh. do I totally detest? Right. What would I hand off to somebody if I didn't have to do it? And if you, if you have a business and or you're building a business or thinking about starting a business, start that way. Start weeding out the stuff that's going to totally annoy you and frustrate you because and then guess what? As you start doing that, you start getting little insights as to what will give you that emotional in that emotional motivation or that insight or whatever. You know, it, it always works. Like I, I said earlier about the restaurants, what don't you want to eat? Don't want Italian, don't want Japanese, don't want that. Uh, okay, we start winding it down. Well, we only have two or three left now. Let's see what's left, right? So interesting. Love it. I'm gonna actually I'm actually do I'm gonna do that today. I'm gonna write down the things that I don't want. Because I, I write down things that I do want. I, I don't think I might have done it in the past, but I don't have a list of things that I don't want. So mm -hmm. and I'm gonna write down why I don't want them. Yeah. And then They're, if you get really annoyed, then it's going to it's going to spike your emotions and you're going to be like, okay, well, and then, but then you should turn it around and say, well, what do I want? Right. Exactly. After you get annoyed enough, right? What do I want? And then you start writing down a new list of things you want. And then, you know, you have to get your emotions invoked, evoked uh, because um, your subconscious mind is an emotional mind. And so we need to get the emotions in in, in this conversation. And so if Love you just start thinking consciously, you won't, you need to go down to the emotional level. Love it. I think there's going to be some, some good um, development or growth in that exercise, writing down what you don't want and writing down exactly trying to figure out what you want. And I'm guessing it's a, it's a process and I've done this myself. It's like, if you don't know exactly what you want, it's going to take a bit of time to figure out and come to the conclusion that here is what I want and make mm -hmm. peace with it and then start chasing it. Yeah. Well, well, you can do, you can do things. So uh, you can ask, you can get, like I can get my client or I get my clients to write down the things they don't want. And then I'll get in a conversation with them and record it. And I'll get them to close their eyes and I'll say, what do you want? They'll tell me. And I'll say, what do you really want? And I'll keep asking what do you want until they can't say anything else. And then they have now the emotional stuff that they got down to the lower level, you know, the emotional state and we know what they really want. So. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self? My 20-year-old self? Well, definitely uh, develop a practice of learning and implementing fast. Like, go and learn things, implement it, test it, fail fast. It's better to, you know, to fail fast. Like, jump on that bike, crash a few times, <laughs> get back on, right, until you start figuring it out. I mean, if you had to get on the bike as an urgency, you know, because you needed to go and get somewhere, um, you know, you'd figure it out. You'd fail fast, wouldn't you? You'd be like, I need to get to medical help now because my, my mother fell down and is hurt in my house and I, I don't have a phone or whatever, right, or no service. You'd figure out how to ride that bike really fast, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so fail fast, right? Go and do it. And struggle, right? Take the heat. <laughs> Love it. If people have a fear of failure, what advice would you give them? They're like you say, fail fast, and they have that fear of, oh, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to look bad. I don't want to embarrass myself. What would you tell them? How would you help them overcome? Well, the way I explain it is uh, think of fear as a two-year-old child. And you need to get some groceries, and the two-year-old child is freaking out, screaming and crying. And you're like, ah. and then you have this, you know, this thought about, I can't take that child into the store like this. <laughs> but guess what? 
You do. You take them with you. You go in there and they're screaming, yelling, freaking out. Like, I got to buy groceries. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> you know, hungry. <laughs> right? So you take them with you. So fear needs to be taken with us. Why? It's only one, five, one of five emotions. What do we have? Fear, disgust, anger, sadness, joy. The only one we want is joy. But we got to go through fear or some of the other ones to get there. The other thing, and I can't explain this all now, but uh, Tim Ferriss had a great uh, resource and tool for um, identifying your fears. You know, basically uh, writing down what your fears are, and then uh, and then figuring out you know what's the worst case scenario, and then you, you start actually minimizing what that fear yeah. is all about, right? And you minimize it, and you end up going through it. You have to go through fear. There's no there's no question about it. If you don't go through fear, you stay the same, or you shrink back to a lower level of yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I know it's not. Not not everybody can go through fear, but you, you know, if you develop the the thick skin and you can take the heat and go through it a little bit, then you get stronger and stronger and stronger. And then when something really fearful comes up, you just do it. Like oh yeah, I really like that, <laughs> like that exercise of writing out your fears and then figuring out uh, what actually is the worst case scenario. And most of the time, it's like it's not a big deal, mm -hmm. right? And we make up all this big big story in our head, right? that has this very tiny chance of happening and then we write it down it, we actually <laughs> i've done this where i'm like i was like what's the big problem here and i can't even explain the problem i'm like mm -hmm. and what the hell are you worried about <laughs> right so yeah. a lot of times that, that well you shared a lot of good tips here in this um episode uh dan i i, I really appreciate you joining us thank you very much for those of you who uh, didn't get a chance to uh, get access to Dan's uh, gift here, uh, the productivity system that Dan is sharing, let me see if I can show it on the screen. Go to lefaycoaching.com forward slash focus days, get access to Dan's uh, focused productivity system, which he has developed and um, reach out to Dan. Obviously, he knows what he's talking about. He is an ocean of wisdom with practice and a system to follow through and uh, have a conversation. Dan, is there anything that you'd like to add that we didn't talk about before we wrap up? Well, nothing additional, but the fact that you showed up here today to listen and you're listening in and you're gathering information. If there's something that struck you and you thought that's doable, I can do it, write it down put it into your calendar and get working on it. Just just take one little thing and do it because I've talked a lot about, uh, about a lot of different things. You can do all sorts of things, but that's just going to be a lot of confusion. So just take one thing today and take a step doing that. And after you figured it out and got some results and you feel good, do something else. But, but just one thing, that's all. Because you know what? Like we were talking about earlier, there's too much distraction right? And you need comprehension. So you need to take some action doing something. So just do something easy, doable, manageable, and then look for results from that. And then go on to the next thing. There's always something pulling us forward and something pushing us. The thing that pushes us is the fear of the thing that happened before that we hate, you know, the, the financial crisis, or whatever, right? The hardships. And then there's yep. the thing that pulling us, the life, the freedom, you know? So anyway, that said, just take one thing and do it. And just then, one uh, thing. Just one thing and just get it started. That's right. That, that's a great, great advice. It's like if you need to write a book, if you need to write an article, do so. Just write the first sentence. Do one thing. 
And uh, wow, that that this is amazing. Then thank you very much. I really appreciate it, gang. If you're watching or listening, uh, if you have any questions for Dan, pop them in the as a comment uh, in the or in the chat box, and we'll get back to you. Do reach out to Dan, get download and get access to the Focus Productivity System, and uh, we'll go from there. Now, again, as usual, if you're watching or listening, make sure you like the uh, show, subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube or other channels. Uh, subscribe to our podcast, uh, comment, tag a friend who could benefit from this conversation, who could benefit from Dan's productivity system. And if you have any questions, put them in there and uh, anything else. Uh, no, that's it for me. Thank you for joining us. My name is Mustafa Hosseini. You're watching and listening to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. I look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Bye now.